After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of After These Messages, a podcast that covers TV commercials, the good ones, the bad ones, and even the ones where people say weird shit like this. Well kids, daddy's dead. If you're hearing my voice and thinking, dang, Andrew sounds way more caffeinated than usual, that's because I'm not Andrew, my name is Nick Jarin, here with me is Rosen Saez. Hey Rosen. Hello, hello. We're filling in for our dear friends, Andrew Walsh and Genevieve has this week, but don't worry, you'll still get to hear from them. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to play a clip of their appearance on KCRW's Press Play with Madeline Brand. They were on the show just before they took off on a well-deserved vacation. Up first, though, a little more about your caretakers for the week. Sitting across from me is the lovely and talented Rosen Saez, like I just said. She is the style editor at Seattle Met Magazine. She also covers food and drink. You can find her work in the magazine, of course, and their website, seattlemet.com. Rosen, is there anything to add right there? Poop emoji. (laughs) Just a throwback for uh, last week's episode. For the real ATM heads out there. Yes. Uh, And then I, Nick Jarin, am one of the hosts of the Northwest Nerd Podcast. We discuss and report on nerdy things in the Pacific Northwest and beyond little bit of science and mostly pop culture, like why everybody's reading Orwell's 1984 right now. <laughs> uh, just search for NW Nerd on your podcast platform or go to nw-nerd.com to learn more. But enough about us, for now anyway. Coming up on the show today, did you guys hear about that uh, big football game on Sunday? This year, I was actually one of those people who was watching it for the ads because I was going to come do this here podcast. We have a ton of thoughts, and we noticed some trend lines as well that we'll get into for the Super Bowl ads. We'll also get into some of the controversial ads. Ads deemed too hot for TV, and in some cases, sexy ads that aired anyway, so I don't know where the bar is. (laughs) Did they ever. Uh, Before we do that, though, as promised, let's give a listen to Andrew and Genevieve on KCRW down in LA on Friday. They gave us a preview of the Super Bowl commercials. This is Press Play. I'm Madeline Brand. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. It's the Patriots from New England against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not here to talk about the game. Nope. Instead, we're going to talk about one of the Super Bowl's most talked about sideshows, the commercials. Several of this year's commercials have already been posted online. And to round some of them up, I'm joined now by Andrew Walsh and Genevieve Haas. They co-host the podcast After These Messages. It's all about commercials. Hello. Hey, Madeline, you didn't want us talking about X's nose of football today. That's what I prepped for. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. But you guys, since this is your podcasting subject, this must be so exciting for you. This is like the Oscars of commercials, right? Well, we like to say it's our Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, well, let's talk about the giant, and that's Budweiser. They have a, a commercial out now that is telling the story of the founder of Budweiser as a German immigrant. There's not a lot of dialogue, but here's a clip. You don't look like you're from around here. Welcome to America. Do you think it's 
they release that ad in some kind of response to what's happening in the news with immigration? You know, I don't think that they did. Um, the The story of the ad, uh, if you haven't seen it, and you can certainly go and see it on YouTube, is uh, the story of Adolphus Bush, uh, who with uh, Eberhard Anheuser founded Anheuser Bush. And it's kind of this very idealized, romanticized story of his American journey from Germany to St. Louis, where Anheuser-Busch was founded. It does have a lot of resonance right now because of the debate that's happening around immigration. And I think it's, personally, I think it's actually a nice message. But I have a hard time believing that Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch would deliberately invite controversy. And I think that if they had known what the current news of the day was when they made this, which obviously they didn't make it a week ago, mm. um, they might have ended taking the, their story or their marketing in a different direction. I will jump in here, though, and say the, um, I think it was the chief creative behind this ad said that they'd been working on it for at least a year. So of course, this has nothing to do with the current political climate. But I would point out that Trump was talking about a wall when he made his announcement a year and a half ago. So I mean, maybe it's a stretch on my part. I mean, maybe it's just the, the idea that it's not a, a direct statement about something something, but there, you know, there's a zeitgeist. There's something in the air mm -hmm. at times. Genevieve does point out that this story, I'm, I'm giving Genevieve credit for this because she actually looked up a little bit more about what the real origin story is. And let's just say this ad takes some liberties. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty significant reimagining. Um, uh, and also, fun fact, uh, allegedly, anecdotally, Bush is said to have actually preferred wine all of his life. <laughs> and even though he was the creator of the first mass-marketed beer, he always referred to it as, quote, that slop. <laughs> <laughs> Highly romanticized. Okay, moving on to another uh, all-American favorite. KFC is going to air its first ever Super Bowl ad featuring two colonels played by Rob Riggle and Billy Zane. And here's a teaser for one of the ads. You have to picture Billy Zane with his body painted gold. You all think the key to success is hard work <laughs> or learning? Wrong. Success isn't earned. It's eaten. And nothing says success like gold. The new delicious KFC Georgia Gold Chicken with its tangy honey mustard barbecue taste that says, hey world, I eat gold. I, I don't know how much TV you watch, Madeline, but this has been an ongoing campaign for the past couple of years now with KFC messing around with different colonels. It all yeah. started when they brought Daryl Hammond back to play, you know, the, the colonel. And this was the first actor to portray the real colonel, who really was a real man. Apparently, Daryl Hammond according to him, did not know that it was a temporary part. And he was quite surprised <laughs> when he was replaced by, I think, Norm MacDonald, then Jim Gaffigan, Vincent Kartheiser of, of Mad Men. I know you know Pete Campbell. Oh, yeah. Uh, George Hamilton has played him. So now they're messing around in the Super Bowl and having two colonels on the screen at the same time in a lot of these ads. And uh, they don't like each other. Yeah, so you've got in these little teasers, you've got Rob Riggle, who has been doing it uh, in the most recent past, and Golden Billy Zane, who by the way, is a national treasure. <laughs> and their performances, I, I, I'm very excited to see the, the big uh, Super Bowl version because the teasers have been a lot of fun. Um, they, they're both uh, really great comedic actors and they play off each other in a really fun way. Okay, let's move on to a Squarespace commercial starring John Malkovich. Uh, in the ad, he's trying to start his own website. Here's a clip. How is it that johnmalkovich.com is taken? I'm him. There's a film about me being me. What the hell is going on? How can you be John Malkovich? How? 
<laughs> That's so meta, you guys. If people have a little trouble following along without the uh, without the visuals there, he's uh, staring directly into the camera. He's, it's from the perspective of the computer screen. We are the computer screen in this case, and he's upset that somebody has uh, yeah. taken his domain name. Of course, this is my favorite ad of the of the whole bunch this year, at least of the ones we've seen, you know, previous to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I will I think it's hilarious. Um, he goes off. I mean, we could only play a snippet there, but he just goes off. He swears like crazy in this. Of course, it's all beeped out. I think it's a little bit edgy. I think it's hilarious. And to me, it stands heads and shoulders above the rest. I think, Genevieve, you would agree that it's been a pretty lackluster group of commercials this year. Yeah, as we were surveying all of the ones that have been released in advance or teased or campaigns that have been teased in advance, I have to say this is not, to me, a truly standout year. Um, There's an interesting article that I was I was reading about. A lot of advertisers seem to be shying away from anything that's really risky or anything that's really kind of... Um, innovative and i think it's because there's a lot of they're they're sensing that the populace is very polarized it's easy to put a foot wrong and offend a big group of people right now so to me the way that's playing out in the actual ads that we're seeing is they're they're pretty well within defined limits there's not a lot of innovation and i think that's why this squarespace one stands out is that it's interesting it's a little edgy and that really stands out and he's just a funny and compelling performer. Okay, well, let's talk about Intel. This will be our last ad we talk about. And this is this one, I don't see this one as being controversial at all because it stars one of the stars of the Super Bowl. This is Tom Brady, the quarterback for the Patriots. Picture footage of Brady. He's waking up, brushing his teeth, and cooking pancakes. Intel 360 Replay makes anything look epic. Literally anything. Wait till you see it in the game. Enough. They get it. Okay, so what's happening there? (laughs) So Tom Brady is just in his house doing a bunch of mundane things in his pajamas, right? Like he's he's, uh, cooking pancakes and he accidentally drops a pancake on the floor and he picks it up and he eats it. But while he's doing these mundane things, this 3D, 360 replay technology that Intel is bringing us spins the camera around and makes it seem like he's doing these huge action scenes. Am I doing it? You're you're kind of nodding your head, Genevieve. Is that a good description of what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what what you're seeing. And then what you hear at the end there is Brady going into the bathroom and telling the camera that's enough. You know, I I don't love this ad. It, It I don't, for one thing, I don't think Brady's appeal outside of New England is as universal as uh, perhaps uh, Intel believes. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, You're betraying your bias just, there. Yeah, <laughs> I never claim to be uh, objective. Uh, but it just feels a little kind of like what I was saying earlier, or you know, kind of what I was alluding to earlier with this sort of safe, lackluster approach. There's nothing particularly funny about this. And frankly, I know Brady doesn't eat pancakes because there was a whole article that about all the foods that he doesn't eat. And I want to know what he what did how did they gin up it, it to make it look like he was eating a pancake? Yeah, that's that's the technology I want to see. We were able to make Tom Brady look like he was eating a real pancake. <laughs> he had a pancake double. All right. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's Andrew Walsh and Genevieve Haas. They co-host the podcast After These Messages. 
And you're back with Rosen and Nick now. Each year, the crop of Super Bowl ads seem to have a general narrative. Uh, You had the year that was kind of experience-driven, where Bud Light took over that town in the middle of nowhere for a weekend and threw that big party. Other ads wanted you to do things outside of the 30 or 60-second spot that would enhance your experience of their product somehow. A couple years ago, it seemed like every ad wanted you to tweet along during the the Super Bowl with really obvious and forced hashtags. And this year, the ads felt very message forward to me. They wanted to say something about the world rather than the product itself in a lot of cases. And certainly there's some diversity within that narrative because not every ad had a message. But those are definitely the ones that resonated the most this year, right? What do you think, Rosen? Yeah, definitely. Um, as you know, Genevieve and Andrew mentioned about Budweiser's origin story ad, a lot of uh, car commercials as we'll get into here. But yeah, I think that's definitely a, a through line throughout a lot of the ads this year. Yeah. So keeping that in mind, we divided up the commercials into some different categories. And as we go through these, one other thing to keep in mind is that we're also going to be calling out candidates for best in show for Super Bowl ads this year. And at the end of the episode, we'll crown our own Super Bowl winner of all of the commercials. I think we can legally say that. <laughs> our own Super Bowl winner. Anyway, uh, let's start with the car commercials. So up first uh, is one of my favorite ads, the Honda ad for the CRV this year that was the celebrity yearbook one. So in this ad, you see different celebrities talking as though they are their yearbook photo from high school. And you see Tina Fey, um, I was about to say Michael Scott, but his real name is Steve Carell. (laughs) Well, let's... (laughs) His real name is Michael Scott. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And a couple other people. So let's have a look at that real quick. When you start out, you might not know where you're going or what you're doing or why you're carrying this red rose with you. You just keep going. Keep your focus and avoid the distractions. (sighs) At times, you may fall flat on your face. But... Technically, that's still moving forward. You gotta pick yourself up, make some moves, and do it all with a smile. Believe in yourself. You think that any of these folks believed that I'd make it? Definitely not. That was a rhetorical question, Daryl. If you wanna make an album, make an album. If you wanna make a universe, make a universe. If you wanna play the clarinet, maybe don't dress like this, but play the clarinet. We should mention that's Jimmy Kimmel holding a clarinet in his yearbook photo and wearing just a ridiculous ruffled blue tux at the same time. The point is, all dreams are within reach. All you have to do is keep moving towards them. Here's to chasing dreams and the amazing places they lead. The all-new CRV from Honda. So there you go. Chase your dreams in your Honda CRV. This was one of my favorite ads of the day. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Rosen, because... One of the things that I like most about it is that it plays on that very simple clickbaity thing that you see on almost every web page if you're reading some news and you're like, you'll never guess what so-and-so used to look like or they don't look like that now kind of thing, except they're using actual photos of these people (laughs) and they used them with their permission, it looks like, which is pretty fun. So what do you think of it? Yeah, I like the creative aspect of like animating these yearbook photos it was a little freaky to see their mouths moving but i mean some of them are pretty jumpy and kind of weird looking yes um but one thing that i liked about this among other car commercials this year is that they kind of eschewed that trend of being 
that windy landscape picturesque drive in that like luxury car i mean beyond mm-hmm. alfa romeo which did that um did it a lot the rest really i think got playful with their car ads this year which i really liked i appreciated that i didn't have to watch matthew mcconaughey like backward trust fall into <laughs> an infinity pool five times this year yeah. so yeah i appreciate that and i mean they got the actors to do the voiceover so really it really worked and didn't feel like a very pushy car ad which i feel car ads typically are yeah and it was one that incorporated the celebrities pretty well in kind of a self-deprecating way but another car commercial that really was playful in a successful way was the 2017 kia nero uh with melissa mccarthy playing a, an eco warrior throughout and the premise being that she has to go out on all of these missions to save various parts of the environment hey melissa the whales need your help i love whales She's out on a speedboat. And then a whale hits her boat and she goes flying, just cartoonishly flying across the screen and just splats on the side of a ship. There's even like a cartoon outline of her body on like the side of the hull, which is a great (laughs) touch. It's pretty great. Uh, And then she keeps on going because apparently that didn't kill her. Hey, Melissa, now the trees need you. The tree gets cut the down. Cats are in trouble. She plants a sign and it splits the ice cap. Funny because it's true. <laughs> hey, Melissa, now the rhinos need saving. Rhinos! It's hard to be an eco warrior, but it's easy to drive like one. Introducing the most fuel efficient crossover, the Kia Nero. So the first thing I have to say about this, like one of my favorite things about this is that it incorporates I need a hero when really yes. you're like, I do I need a hero or do I need a Nero? Like that's pretty genius move it's on really Kia's good. part. Um, so that's one thing. I just love that song. So points there. And then again, with this idea, like this overall messaging, this case being in being environmentally conscious. Yeah, the environmental piece I thought was great because they present to you throughout kind of these these slapstick situations of being an environmentalist and then at the end offer you a real world choice rather than being a cartoon character like Melissa McCarthy in this in that, yeah, you could go off and try to save all of those things physically yourself or you could just buy this car, <laughs> which is such a genius bait and switch there because they're obviously celebrating people who would go out and do those things but also making it seem for the people who would actually buy this car like maybe that's a little bit much yeah they're maybe also don't like do quite that much very much teasing the fact that people actually go out there and like go boating to like help whales yeah. and uh i don't know if people so much like camp out up in trees anymore these days but still like that trope of the environmentalist like i'm gonna tie myself to this tree yeah Yeah. (laughs) it works though yeah this was one of my favorite commercials so let's move on to one of the other ones that got a lot of buzz pre-super bowl 
for its message. And this one ended up being really controversial, even though I'm not sure it should have been. And well, we'll just check it out. It's the Audi commercial where the voiceover is a father talking about his daughter as on the screen, the daughter is uh, taking part in a soapbox derby. What do I tell my daughter? Do I tell her that her grandpa's worth more than her grandma? That her dad is worth more than her mom? And all the while, she's passing different people in this race, different the other boys in this race. Her drive, her skills, her intelligence. She will automatically be valued as less than every man she ever meets. something different of course they walk out to their Audi and at the end here there's a message as they're about to drive away Audi of America is committed to equal pay for equal work progress is for everyone and then another shot of the car so people got pretty upset at this one um, not only for its politics and we won't get into whether or not the pay gap is real because People can look up the data on their own. But they also took issue with whether or not a father would actually talk to his daughter this way. And these hypothetical questions that he's asking, uh, a lot of the criticisms I saw of this commercial was not only is it dripping in message, but it doesn't make any sense because no one would tell their daughter, like, you're not worth as much as the men in your life kind of thing, which, I mean, I'm not a woman, but... I could imagine a father doing that. Um, ben, Rosen, you are a woman. You got you got anything to add here? Oh, am I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't speak to other pe- you know women's experiences, but I right. mean, whether explicit or um, implicit, I'm sure there are several different times in your life, whether a father or just a man, you know, in your life, um, whom you may know or not, um, tells you in some sort of way that you are not valued. Um, and they can say that subtly or not. So yeah, I totally think that this is a conversation a father in some way could have with their daughter, especially like in, in this time when, you know, millions of women are marching across the world mm-hmm. and you know da- you know fathers taking the opportunity to talk to their daughters about what's kind of going on um in the world and so yeah i think this is a really good message and really you know more realistic than people want to admit absolutely and this is probably a product of it being an ad that'll play during a football game but i noticed that this commercial and a lot of the other ones have a lot of dads there's a lot of dads throughout all of these ads because there's probably a lot of dads watching the game but that was just very striking to me as someone who is not a father to be constantly dropped into that point of view and then have to look at the situation from there like there's of course the dopey dads and some of them and then the really concerned dads and a lot of like father-daughter relationships in these ads in order to make like the female perspective more relatable somehow but let's move on to another one. Um, this ad did not hit home for me at all. Another dad favorite, probably. Honestly, <laughs> this is something my dad would love. 
Yeah, this next one. So Mercedes-Benz went out and they hired the Cone Brothers to do their Super Bowl ad for them. And pretty mixed results from where I sit. I think that the direction of it is fine. It's got a very clear narrative and you really get a sense of who these people are and what's going on in this ad. But it does not at all speak to my perspective or my generation at all. So the name of the ad is Easy Driver. Uh, like I said, directed by the Cone Brothers. And a certain Peter Fonda makes a uh, cameo near the end. So we're dropped into a biker bar where this is playing on the jukebox. There's a poster of the Easy Rider on the wall. Bikers getting in fights. Naturally. Locked in. Locked in? Locked in? Locked in. Locked in. Who could it be? It's a fancy Mercedes convertible. Nice rides. Still looking good. And Peter Fonda comes by, gets into his Mercedes-Benz, and drives off. So we think there are several reasons why this works and doesn't work. I'll start with the cons here. Like, I don't think it works. Yeah, let's go negative. I let's feel like we've been really positive. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's rip this. Beat him um, up. I think that it's interesting they're doing the Easy Rider theme with a car commercial, especially like a luxury Mercedes-Benz car when... Yeah. Easy Rider was like, you know, two protagonists on bikes, not cars. In fact, while you're talking, I'm going to look up how much this this car costs. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're not familiar with Easy Rider, I mean, it's a really classic road movie co-starring Peter Fonda. And he's still wearing his like leather um, American flagged kind of... um, Sorry, I just saw the Garb. <laughs> so, I mean, there are definitely callbacks to the movie um, and to, like, that Americana and that, that road movie. But it it just really makes it awkward with the Mercedes-Benz. I don't know. I mean, it's this American film and then, like, this foreign car. So, I yeah, feel like there's German disconnect. Car. Yeah. This ad wants so badly to be down with this American, just salt-of-the-earth crowd and instead, they're advertising a car that goes from anywhere between one hundred twelve and one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. Oh man! Uh, which is probably why it doesn't matter that this ad does not speak to us at all because I can't afford that car anytime soon. <laughs> but I saw That's a lot a... of positive press for this one. People really liked it. Um, it doesn't particularly hit home for me. You would have to sell a lot of cocaine to uh, for that another callback to that movie but i think <laughs> the one thing that works and it's only like tangentially working is that it's the mercedes amg gt roadster easy rider was a road movie so mm. haha chuckle chuckle we kind of get it there but but not quite enough for me um some of the other car commercials that we won't play here but we'll just really quickly touch on there's some pretty bland ones uh that seem pretty staid and not particularly juiced up for the Super Bowl at all. Uh, Alfa Romeo had quite a few different ads, but each of them was pretty generically, look at this car on the side of a mountain, isn't it cool? Uh, Lexus had an ad with the dancer Lil Buck, who you might recognize from the Airbuds commercial, which is also out where he dances to a cool song in the, 
in that commercial as well. But that one also felt kind of ethereal and very Lexus where they almost don't even tell you anything about the car. They'd rather just show you how cool their brand is. And then that's it. Uh, and then finally the, the Buick one with Cam Newton in it, which I'm sure probably worked for some people, but it plays too much on the perceived popularity of Cam Newton in the same way that Genevieve was talking about the perceived popularity of Tom Brady, uh, where I think he does not resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, definitely not the most likable guy. Okay, let's move on to beer commercials. And I feel like we're not really having that much fun yet because the ads also weren't that fun this year. We'll get to a couple that are going to be funny here in a second, but... The ads are kind of bumming America out. I mean, America's kind of just bummed (laughs) out, so I get that. But I think the Super Bowl had kind of this 50-50 split of funny, trying to be funny, and then just trying to tug on your emotion your heartstrings yeah really really message forward ones are really sappy ones although i feel like maybe the super bowl isn't that funny usually because some of the other ones that i remember from years past are a lot of puppies a lot of horses and a lot of sentimentality this is a time where you have friends and family together it's a it's a secular holiday basically in america and they're gonna play to the family stuff um but like I said, we're about to move on to beer commercials, so some of these will not play on the family stuff. Uh, let's start with the first big ad buy from Anheuser-Busch, which, what a scattershot approach this year. So they had three different products that they advertised this year, um, one of which was Bush, which I didn't know they were still making, <laughs> uh, Bud Light, which, of course, and then the, uh, the Budweiser immigrant story as well. So let's start with the Bush one because this one was supposed to be funny. Bush, as crisp and cold as a mountain stream. It has the same great taste it's always had. Even the same sound. Bush. Spokesman's kind of looking around awkwardly now. And there's the ad. Uh, first off, don't make your product seem really annoying. Yeah, sh- shushing is pretty... M- I think we can all agree, scientifically, one of the most annoying sounds ever. Yeah, it's horrible. And obviously, they're they're really playing up the sound effect. No one thinks that a beer actually sounds like that. But what the hell are you thinking? Like, it's also not so funny that I would be like, oh, yeah, let's go buy that beer then. I don't understand this ad at all and i was doing a little bit of research it's kind of a callback to some early bush ads that have a lot of the same scenery and i think like the same voiceover guy saying bush um but not for quite as long and the same mountain scenes and everything but not nearly enough of a successful callback to have such an annoying stupid joke no you you need to come to the super bowl (laughs) with uh with a little bit more than that. Yeah, you bring your A game. Bring your A game. Not your shush game. <laughs> like, but shut it down. Just no. Yeah. On the other side, you had another Anheuser-Busch callback, this time to the 1980s Bud Light campaigns with Spuds McKenzie, a mascot that they had back in the, the late 80s. And I'm going to play a little bit of an old ad before we get to the new one because I stumbled upon this one from 1987. Check it out. Well, there's a super party and a party and a party. <laughs> and it's, 
It's Buds McKenzie in this beach chair. Do we mention he's a dog? He's a dog. Spuds McKenzie is a dog. He's very much a dog. I think he's an English bulldog. Um, or no, some sort of bulldog. But any anyway. kind of bull terrier, maybe. Yeah, bull terrier. Thank you. And he's wearing like a very bright, like aloha type shirt and just an all around ridiculous it's, image. And like some Ray Bans or something. Just chilling by the beach, you know, where the cool people are and the cool parties. Also, just like bikini babes rollerblading around. I they, mean, they can't get enough of Spuds McKenzie. So this year, Bud Light decided decided to bring back Spuds McKenzie, who, by the way, in another commercial I found, plays slide guitar. But now Spuds McKenzie has moved on, and comes back as a ghost to help out the, a Bud Light drinker who has chosen to spend the night in rather than out with friends. Yeah, to be honest, I don't even have an excuse, man. I'm just going to stay in. Well, I thought this guy has given up on life. I don't even have an excuse, Hello, man. Spots McKenzie? What are you doing here? My soul can't rest when people don't drink Bud Lights with friends. Oh. No, at this very moment, your friends are hanging out and you're missing it. I just didn't think that it was like a big deal, you know? Brian, listen. Yeah. I'm a man. You're a man. Not a man. I need to show you something. Whoa. This was last week. That's my friends. Sad bacon legs. Sad bacon legs. Sad bacon legs. What does that mean? It's an inside joke. You have to be there. But? Uh, my ex. Gotta go. This was a few days ago. Here's an easy one. The proof is in the blank. Pudding. Obviously. Pants. Pants? Yeah. The yeah. proof is in the pudding. They can't hear you, man. They needed you and you weren't there for them. Let's go for a walk. And here we are tonight. My friend's house. Hey, they're running a little low on Bud Light in there, Brian. Take this. You'll be a hero. Sweet. And take this fedora. You like it? Now nah, you know what? The fedora was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, I was really feeling Okay, that. one last thing. Yeah. Crack open one of those BLs. I don't have thumbs. All right, well, you take it easy, Brian. You're a good boy in there. <laughs> that was Spence McKenzie reminding you. You're not just here for the parties. You're here for the friendships. He goes... Buds McKenzie floats off to wherever the hell he's gonna go back to. Possibly hell? Possibly heaven? (laughs) Unclear. Either way, he's an unrestful spirit, so I'm worried about Spuds. But, uh, very Ghost of Christmas Past, a Christmas Carol vibe to this entire thing. Spud shows this guy the error in his ways and why he needs to be out there drinking Bud Light with his friends. And here's why this works really well. Just FOMO. Just the fear of missing out. The fear of not drinking i mean all around i think we're like oh, brian who cares if he's around but <laughs> brian cares brian has fomo yeah he wants to know what sad bacon legs means i think we've all been there right yeah yeah this is one of my favorite ads of the night i really like this one just bring back spuds more spuds i think more spuds spuds, spuds is light. definitely the star of that. rebrand <laughs> spuds light crack open one beer for your dog uh, the, and of course, there was one more uh, Anheuser Busch ad, the one depicting a version of Adolphus Bush's story of immigrating to the United States and then just coming here to brew an all American beer. You don't look like you're from around here. Hey, 
He's on a rocky ship, getting tempest-tossed. I want to brew a beer. Welcome to America. You got water here. Look back home. Pretty long journey. He was on a ship, and then he was on a riverboat, and then he was on another ship that lit on fire. He was wandering through a swamp. He was on another boat. A lot of different boats. Welcome to St. Louis, son. Beer for my friend, please. Thank you. But next time, this is the beer we drink. Eberhard Denheiser. Dorfus Busch. This one kind of backdoored its way into being culturally resonant. Because I think that if this had aired maybe three years ago with the same amount of production value, I think that people still would have said that's a really high quality commercial and it gets a certain message out about Budweiser and how obviously things that are started in America and beloved by America are contributed to by immigrants, including this all-American beer that we all enjoy. I don't think they meant to do what they did in 2017 here um, because there's several million dollars put behind this thing in terms of film and production. So it took a while to put together uh, like Andrew and Genevieve were talking about in the clip uh, from KCRW as well. And I don't think they meant to be as political as this thing is ending up being because nobody thought that immigration over 150 years ago would be as political (laughs) as it is right now. Like, People's visas are being taken away. Um, Legal residents are having trouble staying here or wondering if they can go back to their home countries and visit family and then come back. Scientists aren't sure if they can stay at the universities where they're working right now. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, with you and with to Genevieve's point as well, like this was not intentional, most likely. And people are boycotting Budweiser at this point. Keep your politics out of our beer. And it's like... Yes, snowflakes. You know... (laughs) This is an origin story. I mean, yes, this is a this is a dramatized version of it, but at the end of the day, this is kind of just the history of this beer. They're not trying to make it a too much about immigrants. It just yeah. happens that this is an immigrant who co-founded this beer. And come on, Anheuser Busch is a crazy European-sounding name. <laughs> yes, yes, it's where beer comes from, people. And it certainly doesn't deserve to inspire a boycott by any means okay one more beer that we have to get to that was really bugging me was Michelob Ultra and we don't necessarily have to play this one because the audio isn't great anyway but it's a minute long the first 45 seconds is just scenes of people doing CrossFit with the Cheers theme playing in the background (laughs) and as I was watching this I was like what what is this an ad for like Reebok crossfit some kind of workout thing. muscle milk yeah some something having to do with workouts right no at the end after everybody's just done getting jacked they like to go and drink some Michelob ultra together because it's a low-cal ice-cold beer and i was like who is doing that and maybe i don't work out enough no commentary on that part please but i don't understand the campaign of trying to be a post-workout beer They might as well have like a big Michelob mascot just slapping smoothies out of people's hands after they walk out of a CrossFit box. I would watch that commercial. I would like that more, right? I don't understand the the workout beer thing that Michelob Ultra is going for. 
I mean, I've had a post-workout beer before, but definitely was not a Michelob Ultra. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to waste it. Okay, so I had a beer and car commercials so far. Do you have any candidates for best in show that you like? Uh, I, I like the Kia Nero. I mean, Melissa McCarthy... Great soundtrack. I mean, really, really good overall. Um, maybe... I didn't even catch that the first time around either, that I need a hero, I need a Nero thing. That's genius. Very subliminal. Um, and then, I don't know, I like the Spuds McKenzie. I think that worked too. So I think that's a contender for me as well. And then, I know this is car heavy, but the hot Honda CRV with the celebrity yearbook. I just oh, want that nice. celebrity yearbook, I think. <laughs> Some, like, bedtime story that and just, like, turn the page and have, like, high school Tina Fey just, like, talking to me. Like, yeah, girl. Yeah, that's what I it. need. <laughs> <laughs> that would be magical. Uh, we're pretty much on the same page then because those are my favorites so far as well. With maybe a slight edge to either the Kia Nero or Bud Light's Buds McKenzie. The only thing better if it was, like... Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer as an eco warrior. <laughs> that would that would win the year. Oh, that would be so magical. <laughs> what a weekend she had. Saturday <laughs> night she's Sean Spicer and then Sunday she's an eco warrior just winning all things for the Kia Nero. Um let's move on to some phone commercials. Not a whole lot from the big two, Verizon and AT&T, but we did get uh Sprint T-Mobile, and then at least one post-game Metro PCS commercial, which we don't have to touch on. Oh, Metro PC, (laughs) trying to be a thing. I mean, when your ad campaign is, hey, you stuck on Sprint, then maybe you need to rethink where you land in that hierarchy of phone companies. Uh, But let's start with Sprint because they had one ad that they just kept on replaying. They called it, no need for extreme measures, just switch to Sprint. Well, kids, daddy's dead. Let me guess, faking your own death to get out of your Verizon contract? Isn't that illegal? What are you, a cop? You could have just switched to Sprint. Their network reliability is within 1% of Verizon, and they save you 50% on most current Verizon rates. Shoot. Don't want a 1% difference? And so the Sprint guy was, as you may know, formerly of, can you hear me now, Verizon, right? Yep. So I don't trust anything this dude says. <laughs> I'm not buying what you're selling, dude. He's a traitor. <laughs> Can't trust anything he said. He's already lied about one thing. Um, yeah, so that was that was what Sprint offered up. And that was maybe one of the heavier chuckles I had during the Super Bowl. Oh, really? But I was going to say this is like one of the saddest trombones of commercials for me. Kind of a funny because it's sad kind of thing, <laughs> I think. Okay. And it's definitely got... There's a whole bunch of just commercial tropes going on here with the dopey dad and the the know-it-all son and whatnot. But I think that it totally works for a 30-second spot. T-Mobile, on the other hand, was giving you a little bit of everything and way too much at the same time. Everything you didn't know you didn't want. (laughs) So up first, I was really disappointed because I thought that this was going to be their ad campaign for the whole thing. And they were going to be asking for people to be tweeting at them the entire Super Bowl. Uh, with this ad that was asking you to show them your unlimited moves. Hello, I'm Justin Bieber, celebration expert. First, there was the high five. And then there was this. 
Could have seen Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots as a caveman. From the spike, it evolved quickly. We got the shimmy, we got the shake, and the shimmy, shimmy shake. Then there was T.O. We took it to the next level. That guy's got unlimited moves. And today, everyone wants things unlimited. Gross, and also snore. Um, this entire thing is so contrived and boring to me. I totally get how they would think that Justin Bieber would draw some people in, and if not him, then Gronk, and if not him, then maybe Terrell Owens. But all three of those guys are kind of controversial to some fan base, and you can't put all of them in the same ad. You got to pick one and let them shine because none of them look good in this. I think that was kind of the issue with some of the other ads this year as well. They were just throwing as many celebrities into a single commercial as yeah. possible and they're like someone's gotta like one of these guys right it's basically the uh the post love actually movies that just had 12 actors in it who you kind of like and maybe you'll show up because you kind of like one of them i mean the believers have to tweet on something so it might as well be t-mobile so i think <laughs> <laughs> we got we i think they found their demographic there we got what we deserved i don't want to spend too much time on that one because it was the worst of the t-mobile <laughs> offerings uh the next one up was hashtag bag of unlimited and this one starred a much better lineup of celebrities uh you got martha stewart and snoop dogg isn't t-mobile fantastic snoop unlimited data taxes and fees included it's everything. Might even say it's all that in a bag of... Purple cushy throw pillows? No, I was thinking... Herb roasted lamb chops? No, nah, a bag of... Greenery. For your topiary garden? Nah. Hot? Mm-mm. Cannabis? Uh, maybe. Smartphone sweaters? It keeps your unlimited data cozy. I like that. It's all that and more. They're 2017's odd couple. I love them together. They have a TV show and everything. Yeah, and if you haven't seen their TV show, I mean, I think, is it on VH1? It's on VH1 or MTV. I can't keep those track. Yeah. I, can't, I can't keep those straight anymore. One of the more successful odd couples. Yeah. They're just like on there. Martha Stewart's frying chicken. It's adorable. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I highly recommend it. And this was definitely one of the funnier ones of the night. Uh, and then T-Mobile decided to make it weird with a couple of ads starring Kristen Schaal. You might recognize as the voice of Louise on Bob's Burgers. She was also on the later seasons of 30 Rock as one of the pages. Also, Last Man on Earth on Fox. You might recognize her from a number of different things, especially her voice. But the gist of these commercials being that T-Mobile is taking direct aim at the taxes and fees that Verizon will charge you. And again, they're trying to point to their unlimited plans. So they're going to try to make it seem like you don't like the taxes and fees and if you do, then you're some kind of weird kinky. I've been saving something special for you. What is it? Verizon phones. Every time you go over your data limit, you get punished. But I like streaming movies. <gasps> punished. Don't you love getting hit with surprise fees? Wait till you see how confusing and painful the bill is. Wireless pain is fine if you're into that sort of thing. If not, get T-Mobile One, all unlimited, now with taxes and fees included. Yada, yada, yada. Man, I love this Verizon commercial. Right? (laughs) It's almost like T-Mobile is doing Verizon's work for them because Verizon wishes that they could convince people that they actually enjoy paying as much for their phone, and T-Mobile's making that pitch for them. Yes, I mean... 
all of the Fifty Shades of Grey fans are like, well, maybe I will. Maybe mm. I will. Mm, I never thought of it that way. And if you didn't, you know, want to watch Kristen Shawl ooh and ah over whips and chains connected to your phone, then I don't know why you came to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Because that's what everybody else came to watch. Well, they decided to make it even weirder in the next one. And even as I'm about to play this one, I know that it's going to be much more uncomfortable in audio form than it is in video. Verizon customer service. Um, I have a contract with you that says I can't go over my data limit. But I did. Let me pull up your information. What are you going to do to me? Well, uh, uh, it looks like you did go over your limit this month. Am I gonna get punished? Uh, you know, your overages plus taxes and fees. Oh, say it again. Which, which part? Taxes and fees? Your taxes and fees. <gasps> mm. Was that good for you? It, uh, that was good for me too, thank you. Thank you for calling Verizon customer service. Wireless pain is fine if you're into that sort of thing. If not, get T-Mobile One, all unlimited, now with taxes and fees included. Was that commercial good for you? <laughs> it was good for me. I think that T-Mobile has completely misread the Fifty Shades inspiration here by trying to make it seem like kink is bad when kink is very clearly in vogue right now. Like, millions of people read that book it's a smash hit the sequel to the movie that didn't even do that well is about to come out they completely misread the situation it was a successful trailer for 50 shades great verizon ad i mean they are definitely (laughs) hitting all the marks they mentioned verizon more times than that commercial than they do t-mobile i think a lot of people probably also like tuned out the second it was getting moany and awkward and she was like gag swallowing some chocolate truffle into your mouth and so you don't even get the punchline that it was t-mobile everyone was like i gotta walk away from this commercial and hide my kids whoa guys verizon's getting way too sexy (laughs) let's move on to some of the other uh notables that were kind of funny you had the uh the skittles one katie 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 Mm. katie Mm. So he's just tossing one after the other, a Skittle, through her bedroom window. And one by one, the family member. And also a burglar. And a police officer just catching them in their uh, their mouth. Romance the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. That one is pretty typical Skittles fare where it's absurd and it's funny and it really ratchets up the absurdity by the end of the 32nd spot. And that one totally works for me. I thought that that one was pretty funny. I'm just bummed that some of these leak before the Super Bowl. So you don't even laugh when you see them during the Super Bowl. Cause you're like, oh yeah, I saw that on Instagram two days ago and I already had a Yeah, it loses its magic a little moment. bit. I tried to avoid them, but they're so hard to avoid and they're everywhere. You don't want ad FOMO like you have Bud Light FOMO. So <laughs> you have to. That's true. Uh... Another ad that really stood out to me was the Febreze halftime bathroom break one. We'll play the ad and then we can explain it. I love you, halftime bathroom break. You exist in the few precious moments between the halftime whistle and the halftime show. When we go from standing as rivals to sitting as one. 
I love you, halftime bathroom break, but sometimes you stink. New Febreze with Odor Clear technology cleans away odors like never before. The halftime bathroom break is coming. Is your bathroom ready? New Febreze. Oh man, where do you start? I feel like this is like an <laughs> awkward real-time reminder that if you're watching this commercial there's probably someone just taking a huge dump in your bathroom right now yeah really uncomfortable and the person doing that in the bathroom is probably like a normal person hoping that like they can get in and out and no one even noticed that they were in there for longer than a pee would take but now that Febreze is reminding people that they're in the bathroom right now people are going to be looking at them when they come out like oh what you do in there dave we know what you did in there dave and it stinks Dave wishes he didn't have three chili dogs before kickoff. <laughs> that, just all the slow cooker, everything just Oof. bubbling. There's a uh, extended cut of this that I also watched that actually does have visuals of things that will make you have immediate bowel movements. And I do not recommend that commercial or the short version either because no one wants to be reminded that someone's taking a dump in your bathroom. Because hard pass. Yeah, we all know what's going on. Let's all sweep the truth under the rug under the bathroom rug and if it really does get pretty hairy in there then this next commercial is going to be perfect for you it is mr clean and uh it was kind of like this sexy kind of hip wiggling mr clean where he's not just this you know nice old bald man with a hoop earring uh now he's a gyrating sexy dancing mr clean and i don't know how to feel about it yeah let's give a uh, a quick plate of this and then we can talk about it a little bit more man just a lot of cgi butt in this Mr. Clean is just very centrally cleaning a lot of things around the house while the wife watches. Sarah? Sarah? Clean enough? And then at the end, Mr. Clean turns out to be actually her, uh... Pretty average-looking husband. Thank you for saying that because I was going to be a little bit meaner. <laughs> And then on the screen flashes, you gotta love a man who cleans, and she goes to to jump his bones, basically. And wow, so uncomfortable. Uh, and obviously, we were okay with some of the other sexually tinted ads that we were talking about, but this one goes so far beyond weird because Mr. Clean is like kind of realistic in CGI, but very unrealistic in CGI, and it's really bizarre. And his weird butt, and it's... I, I'm having a hard time describing how strange this ad is. And then the tagline of it is, you know, this Super Bowl, Mr. Clean gets dirty, which, ew. And then <laughs> the the actual kind of leaving the me takeaway message is, you gotta love a man who cleans, which for me is like, yeah, but also you guys should also clean and this shouldn't be a thing where like... <laughs> Women are just getting aroused by this. But um, yeah, sex sells. And so does a Mr. Clean in some tight, tight pants. Another notable one, and this one was really a missed opportunity to me, was the buy, B-A-I, 
drink, energy drink. What are we calling this thing? I think it's just like a, they have like juices and like fizzy juices. I don't think that there's energy to them. All right. Well, that's certainly not in their ads. Ad then. Um, but it's got Christopher Walken in a fancy looking room. He's wearing a three piece suit and an ascot. And then he starts saying some words and you slowly realize what they are. And then they pan to someone who you associate with those words. I don't want to make it tough. I just want to tell you that I've had enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Five calories, no artificial sweeteners, and taste amazing. Bye. What? Justin Timberlake doesn't even have any lines. He just looks over at Christopher Walken. He only does voiceover. <laughs> too too many cooks in the commercial kitchen, or and, and not enough because I don't know if you caught this at the end, but at the end it flashes the words "bye bye." But it's both the name of the product. Why not just put the action by B U Y by the product by by and they can't even get that right. <laughs> so many things wrong with this. If you're going to have Justin Timberlake, let him be charismatic and not just a silent guy on a couch in a fancy room. I just couldn't get into it because Christopher Walken reading the lyrics to NSYNC's, you know, hit bye bye bye. I heard that song many times and I still didn't realize he was saying the lyrics to that song <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I've heard it so oh, I think misses all around yeah I liked looking at Justin Timberlake's face there's a couple more message ads that I wanted to get to before we uh we decide on our best in show one of them I'm kind of iffy on playing though because I'm not sure how much credit we want to give to this company uh I'm talking about of course Airbnb's hashtag we accept campaign that they kicked off with the Super Bowl here. They have this really nice message uh, on the screen while they're flashing a bunch of diverse faces about how they accept everybody. And as soon as that ad was over, you turned to me and had a criticism. Well, of course they do because their hosts were discriminating against mostly people of color who were trying to you know, rent their abodes for a short amount of time. And they weren't being accepted. So, of course, they have to spend all of this money on a Super Bowl ad to say, we accept you even if our shitty hosts don't. Airbnb, we approve this message. Our bad, our bad. Don't blame us for them being racist. We're not. (laughs) Yeah, so that one didn't really land for me. That seemed more like damage control than like an ad. Yeah, it really did. Uh, and then the other one that got a lot of headlines was the ad from 84 Lumber that was so controversial they couldn't show it on Fox. Fox told them not to air it during the Super Bowl. So they air uh, about a minute of uh, a clearly Latina mother and daughter walking through what looks like some some northern Mexican wilderness. And it seems like they're on their way into the United States. And then the ad ends while they're on that journey. So you really don't get a ton of context for what 84 Lumber even has to do with this thing. They tell you to watch the rest of the ad online. So we went online and we watched the rest of the ad and the lumber does show up. (laughs) We get to the lumber. It's where you think it's going to be. If you thought it was going to be part of a gigantic wall at the border, then you would be correct. Here's the confusing part for me. It's a lumber company showing a border wall, which 
border wall fine just the inclusion of that in the ad is probably a little more controversial than fox wanted to be whatever but then 84 lumber is somehow patting themselves on the back because they show this mother and daughter getting through the wall you built the wall still what's wrong with you yeah the at the end of the day your lumber company built a giant wall yeah um, but I think that's the confusing part for a lot of people, especially if you didn't watch part two, yeah. is that it seemed like this very promising commercial. And in the end, you know, they did say, you know, all are welcomed here, you know, who work hard and dare to, you know, have the grit to go through a journey and make it through our wall to that we built. In the wall, it's yeah. a very well-built wall with very great wall. lumber tremendous lumber you know this company is still like we're gonna build it and we're into it if you can get through it if you can find the door it's almost like they think it's a fun little game or something to play with these immigrants wandering through the desert what is wrong with you it was a little weird all right well let's, best in let's, show <laughs> yeah let's move on to happier things let's crown our best in show um you you give your pick first i um and I think he sold it for me by doing some throwback to the 80s, 87, with the Spuds McKenzie. I just love a good dog mascot. Yeah. I mean, the first one, he wasn't speaking as a man, nor did he refer, like, refer to himself as a man. Cool shirts and glasses. I just like a dog with cool shirts and glasses, like sold. Um, so I think I have to go with the Bud Light, and I relate to that fear of missing out of maybe I should just grab some beer and go hang out with my friends so I think that's gonna be my best in show plus dogs best in show best in show mockumentary I mean I think we all see the the theme here a lot of connections a lot of connections (laughs) I really want to say that my best in show is the Kristen Shaw T-Mobile punishment one because it just ratchets up the weird in such a delightful way but at the end of the day it works better as a Verizon ad than a T-Mobile ad, so I, I can't give it best in show. <laughs> it can't be best in show. It's best in show for Verizon. Yeah. So I think I have to go with the Kia Nero ad with uh, with Melissa McCarthy as the over-eager eco-warrior. It works on so many levels. I didn't even realize that it worked on the music level that you also mentioned, but it's got the slapstick funny. It's Melissa McCarthy being likable and downtrodden, but strong. It lets you know what the product is and how it's related to the joke and your personal cause. If you're also an eco warrior out there or someone who just wants better gas mileage. I think that too many of these ads have nothing to do with the product themselves or want to tell a story outside of what they're trying to sell. And this one does a great job of tying it all together in a really cohesive short ad. Yeah, yeah, it's a good choice. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. So we covered a ton today. We didn't get too much ad counsel, but I wanted to just quickly shout out to Race Race Motherman who um checked us a little bit from last week. Last week we were talking about binding, but uh huh, it's not Don't binding. It is bounding, so different past participle there. Um, so Disney bounding being the more common term for someone who's dressing up similar to a character or a movie without actually being in like costume. So thank you, Ray. Yeah, thanks, Ray. And then uh, 
Thank you, Andrew and Genevieve, for having us on the podcast this week. And then thank you for everybody who made it this far into the podcast. Uh, I can assure you that next week's episode will probably be two to four times better than this one, possibly more. Uh, again, my name is Nick Jarin. Rosen Saez sitting across from me. You can find her work at seattlemet.com. You can find mine uh, on the Northwest Nerd podcast on all your podcast platforms and nw-nerd.com. Thank you. Oh, dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of man's from Pakistan. Karachi.